But we're glad you're here tonight. We are continuing our series called Unconventional Dreams. And, and tonight we've, we challenged you. We've been, uh, we announced it last week. We've been pushing it on our social media this week about our $20 give night. And uh, we, so we're going to have that uh, coming up here in a few moments. And we're just going to challenge you to give and just challenge you to be generous. Because one of our values here is that generosity is our heart. And so I want to encourage you guys tonight to take some notes, to write some things down, because I hope and I pray that God is going to speak to your heart tonight. Anybody glad to be here? Okay. We'll take some notes, write some things down. But though, before we get there, can I get two claps on the Ric Flair? All right. Well, so, so let me ask you guys tonight. Start off this way. I just want to start off asking you a question. Like, what is the craziest thing that you've ever dreamed of owning? Like something you've dreamed of having, you want to own. Like a, maybe it's a dream car, a dream house, a dream boat, uh, a dream toy, the new PlayStation, right, or whatever. Like I don't know. What's what's something? Someone shout out something. What's something that you that something that was a dream of yours? You want the Denver Broncos? That's something that you've dreamed of. Well, they're there. Dream come true, right? They're there. You want to own the dicey? Okay. Wow. You would be poor. Um, so a, a lot of people, like maybe, like maybe a lot of you guys in here that are, are getting to the point of driving or maybe you're already driving, you've got that dream car. Anybody have like a dream car? What is it? Okay. 67 Chevy Impala. What was yours? Nothing? Okay, Anybody, who else? Dream car. The what? Battle bus. <laughs> okay. Anybody else have a dream? What? The Flash's motorcycle. What would you say, Lily? The new one or the old one? Oh, I want the new one. But anyways, yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool. Um, Maybe, maybe you dreamed about like the new Tesla truck coming out. No? Yeah. Maybe the new uh, Hummer truck coming out. No? Or maybe a, just a Tesla in general. Like, dude, I want so bad to be able to push that button and it comes to me. Like, I want to do that. And anyways, or maybe for you, it's like a dream house that you dream. What's, what is it? Yeah, I like the way you think. That would be great for road rage. No one will get in your way. Um, but maybe you've, you've wanted this giant house with like 42 rooms on the lake, whatever. Or, or maybe you want uh, someday want a yacht for yourself. Yes, no, maybe. Or, or maybe you, maybe, whatever it is. Here's the deal. We've, <clears throat> maybe your dream is owning the Denver Broncos, whatever it is. But we all... I would, I would buy them and then shut them down. All right, anyways, anyways, I would, main, I, I would name them Chiefs West. Anyways, um, we all have these crazy dreams and about either owning something or obtaining something or just having something that we really want. And typically it's stuff that's really expensive, stuff that we really, really want. It's like a dream of ours. But let me ask you this tonight. When was the last time that you dreamt or you imagined or you planned uh, of giving away, not owning something or obtaining something, but of, of, of giving away something really expensive. 
It may be like a whole bunch of flowers. It may be like, I, I don't know what it is, but when was the last time that you were like, you know, I want all of these things, but let me rethink that and what could I give instead of what I could get? When was the last time when you actually thought about that? Because a lot of times we're thinking of ourselves and what we want. We don't usually think about this. We don't think about, well, what could I give that would be so extravagant that would blow someone's pants off? We want people to keep their pants on. But what, what, what is something that would just surprise somebody? See, naturally, our dreams, they revolve, revolve around our wants or our desires. We want, like, money or power or fame. Like, we want to be TikTok famous or Instagram famous or YouTube famous or whatever it is. We want fame, and we want to be the people that other people envy. Like, we, we want to be liked, and we, we're not for usually who we are, but for what we have. Imagine this. Imagine what would happen... If we, if we imagine or if we think about our lives differently, different than everyone else, what if, what if instead <clears throat> we dreamt about, um, we weren't dreaming about what we, what we could get, but we dreamed about what we could give away. See, as we, as we talk about this through the series and as we gain a better understanding of how important and how vital God's mission is, our hearts should begin to shift from a place of selfishness to a place of selflessness. And the greatest, the greatest spiritual progress in our lives is often seen as we choose to, to prioritize generosity in our lives in all areas of our lives. So if you're taking notes tonight, the first thing I want you to write down, the first thing I want you to know is this, is, is the heart of giving is generosity. The heart of giving is generosity. And, and one of my favorite stories, and I love this story, and I love to read this story, it's in Mark uh, 12, if you got your Bible tonight. If not, it's gonna be up on the screen. But one of my favorite stories that just illustrates, that talks about generosity is found in Mark 12. It says this, it says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich, many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth. Does Jesus lie? No, he's totally telling the truth right here in this moment. Catch this. He says, I tell you the truth. This poor widow has given more than all these others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, as poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. See, I, I love this story because it reminds us that it's not about the amount that we give, but it's about the sacrifice that we give it with. Um, you guys have heard of Mother Teresa. Mother Teresa said this, she said, give until it hurts, and then give some more. And she's just talking about how, how powerful and how strong is generosity is, and she said, give until it hurts, and then give some more. Generosity, it hurts, like true generosity hurts, because it requires of us to sacrifice things that we may want. It requires us to, <clears throat> to fight our naturally selfish hearts. Generosity flows out of a heart that simply seeks to give everything possible towards God's mission. This is why we give to Speed the Light. 
This is why we give to missionaries. This is why we give to missions. We don't give to simply reach a goal. Yeah, we've got a goal that we're trying to reach, and that's, it's, it's important to set goals for our lives, and, and that's great and everything, but it's not about reaching a goal. It, it's, and, and, and yeah, we reach this goal, and we feel really good about ourselves. This is great. It, it's not about so we can do that or so we can gain attention. <clears throat> That's why the people, the rich people in Mark 12 were giving, is so they could be noticed, so someone could see them. They walked by and giving in that collection box, and they were like, look what I'm giving, so everyone could see. But we give because we believe in the mission. That's why we give. We don't give because we have to. No one's forcing you to give. Yeah, we talk about a $20 night, but no one is like, you must show up and give $20 tonight. That's not what it's about. We give because we believe in the mission. We give because we know our money can go places where we physically can't go. We give because we believe that God is always faithful for, for every penny that's given for his glory. That's why we give. Simply put, we give so our missionaries can travel faster, can preach clearer, and, can, and so others can hear louder so all can know Jesus. Second thing is this, we dream and decide, and then we commit. See, if we're going to give generously to missions, <clears throat> we've got to dream, and we've got to decide. We, we ha- and then we have to commit to it. Like, so, so tonight, at the end of the night, we're going to just take a moment, and we're going to dream, we're going to think, we're going to process, we're going to decide what we should give. We're going to take a moment with, with, and, and we're going to think about all these things that God can do with even just the little bit that we give. He, he can take this and he can provide Bibles for people so they can have uh, the, the word of God in their native tongue, in their negative, native language. That's why we give is so people can have that. We give for, for people to, so, so we could give, um, we give so we can build water wells in East Africa, in other places, through we give through WorldServe International. And so, he can, and so he can take it and change people's lives through, through clean water. People can find the living water of Jesus. Like we give through Convoy of Hope. So anytime there's a disaster, anytime something terrible happens or takes place in our country, Convoy of Hope is one of the, it actually is typically the first help on the ground. Uh, I was talking to Pastor John and his son Jairus is in Iowa and they recently had this like tornado kind of thing that came through the town that they lived and they said very first, before even like state people showed up, Convoy of Hope was on the ground helping people immediately and we give to places like Convoy of Hope uh, and, and, so, and so he can take it and provide missionaries with the equipment and with the vehicles that they need to travel to places that it, it would take hours to walk on foot. But we give so missionaries can have a vehicle wherever they go and drive in crazy places so people who haven't heard the gospel of Jesus can hear about it. We give. So, so this one, this last one is is, I mean, these are all special to me, but this last one is special too. We give so missionaries can have equipment so that we can preach louder 
in areas where it's a quiet place. This is our team a few years ago in Nicaragua. Many of us right here, and it's hard to see, but back here there's a portable sound system that we took with us on this trip so we could give it to the missionaries after we left there. That trip right there was a life-changing trip for so many of us. And that's why we give and we get to go. We, we showed up, those of you guys who went, you guys, Alexis, Lily, like Jackson, like some of you guys were there. It, if we showed up and tried to sing and tried to dance in that area and tried to, to just tried to do what we were doing, it would have been impossible. We would have been screaming to the top of our lungs to try to get people to come out and hear the gospel of Jesus. But because we provided those missionaries with a sound system, we started playing music and kids just started showing up out of everywhere. And it was, it was awesome to see what God can do. God can do a lot with the little that we give. He can do a lot, but we have to be faithful to actually give. It's not enough to want to give. We have to commit to give. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, it says this, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. And don't give reluctantly in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. So, <clears throat> bless you. Um, I want to, I wanna, uh, let's see, Malachi, could you help me out for a minute? Could you help me out for a minute? Right up here, up here. So I've got these uh, three, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, I've got these three envelopes right here. There's one. There's two, and there's three. So uh, I have these three envelopes, and, and so no matter what happens, I'm going to offer you one of these three envelopes. And no matter what happens, I want you to pick envelope number two. You got it? What envelope are you going to pick? Number two. But I'm not going to show you what's on the inside, but I want you to pick envelope number two. What envelope is he going to pick? Yeah. Number two. Two, envelope number two. And so I'm telling you, what's in this envelope is really good, and you're going to want to want it, want to want it. That's, that's proper, I think. You're going to want to want it. And, and so, uh, so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to show the contents of all three of these envelopes to Nick, and then he's going to tell you which one you should pick. Okay? Nick, will you come right over here? <clears throat> so look, here is... Inside of, make sure he's not, inside of envelope number one, there's that. Inside of envelope number two is that. And then inside of envelope number three, it, oh boy, where'd it go? Oh boy, hang on. Is that. Okay. So, which one, out of all three of these envelopes, which one has the largest amount in it? Three. Number three? Yeah. But we're trying to get Malachi to pick envelope number two, right? Yeah. But three has the larger amount in it. And which one are you going to pick? Two. Number two. Are you sure? Yeah. Which one do you guys think Malachi should pick? Two. Two? Okay. So, um... So you imagine that they and Nick, he saw what's all in all these envelopes. You saw, he saw what's in these, and he said three had the largest amount. Do you still want to stick with your original decision of envelope number two? 
you want to want it. Okay. You don't want to change your decision? I'll let you decide. What do you think? Two? Okay. Take number two. Open it up. Show everyone what's in there. Woo! Okay. Here is what is... You can have a seat, Nick. Thank you. Here is what was in envelope number one. You chose wisely, but in envelope number three was the largest number, but it was a fake $100 bill. You chose wisely. I'm going to give you this one other dollar too. There you go. Have a seat. So here's the deal. Like, it's really easy to say that we're going to stick with our original decisions. Um, and, and it's easy, like, right now here in this moment to know that you, you, we need to give to missions and that we need to get excited about what God can do with what we give. But if we're not careful, we can be persuaded to choose other things that might turn out to be fake. We can be persuaded to choose things that might turn out to be fake. I didn't even have color ink to print this with. That's how fake this is. They, like, like these things that are fake have no real lasting value. And if we, if we don't budget or if we don't set aside money and if we don't make sacrifices, it will be all too easy to just take our money and to spend it on things that we think will add greater value to our lives but none of those things that we can purchase will add eternal value to our lives. See, given to missions, what, what we're doing when we give to missions, when we give to Speed the Light, when we support our missionaries, what we're doing is we're investing in something that is real and something that will last forever. But giving is a choice. It's a choice that we all have. Every single one of us, we have a choice. No one will force you in this building, in this room, no one will force you to give. But I want to encourage you, though, to make a choice ahead of time, to dream big, to set a goal, and then to stick to that goal. Don't let anyone or anything talk you out of what you've decided to give. That, that kind of heart um, what it is what God loves and, and what he can use to do big things in our, in our world. That's why we say here that our value, one of our values is that generosity is our heart because it, it needs to be something. Our giving, our generosity needs to be something that comes directly from our heart. I don't ever want us to be like, well, okay, here's a few dollars. No, I really, when we're, as we're giving and as we're giving to missions and supporting our missionaries, I really want us to prayerfully think and prayerfully consider, all right, God, this is the amount of money that I have. What do you want me to give tonight? What do you want me to give in this moment? God, how could you take these few dollars and, and reach people all around the world with what I have to give tonight? We want to give without limits so the gospel can travel without limits. We don't want to put limits on what we give because when we do that, we put limits on where the gospel can go. See, what would our, what would our world look like if everyone who was called to be a missionary uh, had the tools 
to effectively minister to whatever field that they were called to? What if we could immediately provide a missionary who is going on the field with whatever they needed to be effectively minister to wherever they're going? What would our world look like if, if ministries or if missions organizations like Convoy of Hope could feed every child? What if, what if World Serve could end the water crisis in East Africa? Our world would look a whole lot more like how God intended it to look when we give, when we're generous. But so many of these vital ministries are limited because people aren't willing to give generously. <clears throat> See, it's, it's easy to be overwhelmed by like the great need like in our, in our world, but when each one of us does our part, and you may be thinking here tonight, like, I don't even have a job. I don't even have any money. Like, I don't have anything. But what, there are things that we can do. There are ways that we can give. There are ways that we can be generous. Even just the, the smallest amount of giving can make a big difference. Can make a big difference. But when we all do a, our part to give generously and give consistently, the mission of God advances forcefully to push the darkness of our world back. See, all hope is not lost. We can provide hope in the most hopeless places by simply following God's mission. <clears throat> See, at, at the end of your life, and, and just not to be weird here because we talked about uh, this series a while back, but at the end of our lives, it's a 100% guarantee that we're all going to die someday. Not to be weird or morbid or anything, but we're all going to face that one of these days. And when we do that, all this stuff that we accumulate, all this stuff that we have, whether it be cars that you talked about earlier or boats or houses or whatever, we don't get to take that stuff with us. <clears throat> but here's what you will get to do. You will get to meet every person in heaven who was impacted by your generosity. Missions, giving to missions and supporting missions is the greatest eternal investment that you'll ever make. So let's do this. I want to challenge you to give until it hurts and then give some more. To dream about what we can give without limits to commit to goals, to set goals of giving unwaveringly. See, God's desire for us is to go give without limits so the gospel can go without limits so that all can know and hear the gospel of Jesus. So tonight, I want to encourage you to decide to give generously and decide to give on purpose and, and watch what God can do with our sacrifice because the sacrifice is always worth it. This last verse I want to read for you guys. It's in Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. It says this, Now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen.